Hi, and um, welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinelli. This is my podcast. Um, I originally started it as a place to talk about whatever I want once a week. Um, And while I will still be talking about whatever I want, um, I have decided to make this a bit more thematic, make the podcast have more of a purpose. um, Or not purpose, but theme and consistent thread because I feel like what makes a podcast good is having a thesis or an idea or like a theme um like whether it's The Bachelor or like love and relationships and this podcast at least the first 17 episodes have kind of just been me word vomiting and then trying to make it cohesive and it's been fun and like it was really needed when I was living with my parents um But I think going into 2023 and just, you know, post hiatus of this podcast, because I I stopped doing it for like six months, I think I wanted to have a theme now. Um, I will still be doing the occasional story time, talking about my life, all of that, because I have a lot of stories to tell. And I think I'm a very interesting person. Um, Maybe I'm not, but I think I am. (laughs) So... This podcast is called The Emmy Awards because it's a play on my name, but I was thinking recently when I was writing down ideas for what I wanted this episode to be about um, that one thing I really love talking about is media and how the Emmy Awards are um, for television. And I love talking about TV. I've talked about TV for a good amount of the episodes, um, whether it's the whole episode or some episodes. That's what this podcast is going to be going forward um it's not going to be just about tv um but i will be talking a bit about at least one show um whether it's a season or an episode per episode of this podcast i will be diving into one show for example the sex lives sex lives of college girls um season two it ends next week and so i want my next episode to be about that once i've watched it Um, I'm recording this on a Wednesday, but I'm going to record that one on a Thursday so I can have watched all of season two and I want to make a podcast episode about season two. Um, But not every podcast will be about a whole season. Um, Some will just be about episodes. I am perpetually rewatching Gilmore Girls, so if an episode comes up and it makes me think of something, I'll be talking about an episode in particular, um, things like that. Before I jump into that, I will have a little life update at the beginning of every episode in case you care. Um, Not much to report this week. I have plans to travel to Maryland soon, which is kind of um, stressful but exciting. And then my sister is going to visit me in LA after New Year's. Or like, I'm going to Maryland for Christmas and then we're flying back to LA December 31st, which is kind of fun. Uh, um, Early, so we'll like, we'll be here for... But anyways, so the show I decided to talk about this week, um, I don't know if this is embarrassing or cringy, but I don't really care. Um, Ginny and Georgia, um, the season, season two is premiering at the beginning of January and I found myself being like, oh right, that show existed. I don't even remember the details of what happened in season one. Like I don't remember it. It feels like it was forever ago. Um, I think it was 2021. It's like years ago. (laughs) Um, not really, but it feels like it. So I 
decided to rewatch it and I wanted to talk about it. I had some thoughts. I also, oh, before I get into Ginny and Georgia, I did watch The Fallout recently, which is not a TV show, it's a movie. So um, I don't totally know if I want to talk about it. Um, I watched the show Wednesday and I was like, oh, I love Jenna Ortega. And like, I've loved Jenna Ortega, but it gave me a new appreciation for her. And I was like, I want to know. I want to watch something else she's been in. I decided to watch that. I, I put off watching it for the longest time because I knew the subject material was about a school shooting. And I knew that that was going to be really intense. Um, but yesterday I felt like I could handle it. Plus I'd seen scenes on TikTok. I felt like I was pretty prepared for like the really like traumatizing scenes. I did cry multiple times, not during the incident, like the event, but like her grieving it after and um, her whole arc. Um, it was a, it was a really beautiful film and it really made me think about uh, trauma and the way like trauma is portrayed in the media and the way it captured how different kids like dealt with the aftermath and the, the fallout of, of it. And it was so poignant. And I really found the relationship between Veda and Nick to be really fascinating because Nick immediately after is like, I need to m make something good of this. And even, um, I can't remember his name. Quentin is like, this can't be for nothing, you know? And Veda's kind of like, I don't know what this means or like if there is anything to, good to come from this. Like, there's no reason I'm alive. There's no, and, and Nick kind of doesn't understand why. Maybe she's like pulling away or like not, like he's like, I'm trying to make something of this. And you're kind of like, and, and I have to say, I really understood both sides because I understand wanting to find purpose in something traumatic and and make some good out of it in any capacity you can um, but I also understood the like immediate shock and being like there's there's no reason for this because I think I I care very deeply about using my personal traumatic experiences specifically um, things I went through in college to like be vocal about them to hopefully make a difference and have people feel seen and understood and um I don't know make change I I wrote a lot about it um by a lot I mean two articles but that was a lot for me um when I was at Kenyan about things I experienced in hopes that my story would help somebody else feel less alone and also prompt change and inspire change. So I understand, I really understand that, but I also understand immediately after like not being able to do anything because I think if I had somebody talk like, who was like, we need to make something good of this immediately after I went through everything, I think I would have been like, I, I can't do that. Like I can't do that. So it was, it was just really beautiful. Uh, very sad movie, but really well done. The acting was amazing. I really recommend it. I really recommend it. Um, it's not like a sit back, feel good movie. Like, you know, if you want to watch something cheesy or lighthearted, like that's not the kind of movie, that's not that movie, which is fine. 
Um, if you like that, like I am perpetually rewatching and just stop using the word perpetually, but I'm constantly rewatching like high school musical and Disney channel original movies. Like I get it. Um, if sometimes you just need to disconnect, like, um, but if you're looking for something to make you feel and think and, um, and all of that, it was, I, I loved it. It was really great. Jenna Ortega is a fantastic actress. Um, which I already knew, but, um, it was nice to see her in another role so fresh, um, from seeing her as Wednesday. Um, so that's my little review of the fallout. Um, so Ginny and Georgia. So when it first premiered, I was like, okay, this is the Gilmore Girls, like rip off, yada, yada, yada. Um, and as somebody who considers herself an expert, um, to some degree on Gilmore Girls, I really like would watch scenes and I'm like that is verbatim something that happened in Gilmore Girls like I see the similarities and the parallels like I really do um I'm not one to deny it I I don't think it's like a direct Gilmore Girls like remake like copycat because um Ginny and George's relationship is very different from Lorelai and Rory's um and like there's there's a lot more tension um, obviously, it's a more diverse cast, and there's more talks about race. Um, the The topic of sex is like talked about very different. Like, there's like a lot of nuances that make it a different show, and I think it takes inspiration from Gilmore, Gir- Gilmore Girls, but I'm sure it takes inspiration from other things too. Um, so, I I enjoyed it when I first watched it. Um, is it kind of cringy? Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for season two. I'm really confused um, after re-watching the first season, though, of how they're going to pick up because it ends with Ginny running away. So, like, are they picking up with, like, where's Ginny? Like, when are they going to find her? Because there are photos from season two that have come out, um, like, stills, and it's like she's there, so it's like she doesn't disappear. I don't know. What happens? Um, that's going to be very confusing. <laughs> Um, no idea how season two is going to pick up. Spoiler that Ginny runs away. Um, if you haven't watched the show, none of this is going to make sense to you because I'm not going to introduce who the characters are. Like, I, I'm just going to talk about my thoughts right after watching the show. Um, sorry. I'm really interested to see how season two picks up. A few things I think are interesting about Ginny and George's relationship is the fact that Ginny really resents Georgia for, like, lying to her and, like... I've seen a lot of backlash on the... Backlash. I've seen a lot of, like, critiques of Ginny um, on the internet and people being, like, Georgia did everything she could to protect Ginny. Ginny's so ungrateful and, like, so... And do I think Ginny is, like, temperamental and annoying and, like, has her faults? Yeah, but I also think... Like, it's easy, like, to watch a television show and be like, be like, these are characters. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, I'm the kind of person who watches a television show and is like, is somebody going to die? I want this person to die because they're characters. But I'm like, imagine your mother, you find out your mother killed somebody. I like that, that, that's jarring. I don't blame her. Are there moments where Ginny is like unnecessarily temperamental to Georgia? Yeah, she is. I, but I, I really don't think that Ginny's, like, reaction to finding that out, out all that her mother basically lived a double life is, like, crazy. Like, I, I don't think that's insane. 
I would be really shell-shocked if I found out my mother had a different name and had a family when she said all her family. Like, like that's a lot. That's a lot to, you know. And I think that's another thing that makes the relationship between Ginny and Georgia different than Lorelai and Rory is, like, or even just Rory's life from Ginny's life. It's, like, they were always in one place. Like, Lorelai and Rory and, like, the community was such a big aspect where Ginny never had that community. So it was really just, like, her and her mom. And then she finds out that this person who she's, like, trusted her whole life, like, is a completely different person. It's, like, obviously that's kind of, like, you know. Like, I I really, I don't blame Ginny. I didn't love the flashbacks, honestly. Like, I know they're necessary for, like, story building. And some of them I like, but, like, I, maybe, you know, it's rewatching. I was, like, I know all this and I would fast forward um, but I, I, I do think they're important. And I love the one of where Georgia meets Joe. Like, I love that. Georgia and Joe are another, like, piece of the show I really love and wanted to talk about. Mayor, whose name I don't... Paul. Paul I like, okay? Paul is very sweet to Georgia. Like, you know, they're cute. Like, I, li- like, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, I don't think that she should be involved with Jenny's father because I think that... If we learned one thing from Gilmore Girls, it's, like, never get involved with your kid's father unless, like, it's permanent because, like, what the hell. Um, if you hear a bunch of background noise, my cat's making a ton of sound. Ivy, so I'm sorry about that. But anyways, I, re- I really want Georgia and Joe to end up together because I just think it's so sweet. It's so sweet when you think about the fact that Georgia, like, on the road met, like, at 14, 15, met this kid and he like and she saw these like high schoolers living a life that she wasn't living and that she wanted to live at that age and found out like where they lived and like you can tell she chose Wellsbury because of that interaction and like everything Joe said to her so it's it's just so beautiful that this one conversation like inspired you know, when she had enough money to, like, move to Wellsbury, and, like, like, I, I don't know, I love that, and you can tell that, like, the moment he found out that it was Georgia, like, that, that interaction meant just as much to him, and that, like, you know, um, and I just am very excited to see how it's addressed, because he was about to, like, talk, like, tell her before he found out she was engaged to Paul, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what he says, if he says anything, like what their dynamic is going to be like now that he knows um, or like realizes. I'm really excited to see that. Um, I also love the actor because he was in Degrassi. Um, and the actor who plays Paul was in Heart of Dixie, which I love. So the whole time I'm just thinking, that's George. I think his name was George in Heart of Dixie. I hope if they are trying to do a Luke Laurel, I think it doesn't take seven seasons. Um, or, like, four seasons or whatever for them to finally get together. Like, hello. Although, I do have to say, I would love if they brought in, like, a secret kid that Joe had. <laughs> I love Gilmore Girls. I would love that. I love Joe. I want him to get more screen time. Another thing I want to talk about. Um, I think I'm, I'm mostly going by characters and dynamics and storylines. Um, and I'm not going in chronological order. But another thing I want to talk about is the Hunter-Marcus triangle. Um, I found it really interesting. And honestly, kind of confusing structurally, like like narratively, 
that Ginny like moves. She has very few, like very little interaction with Marcus, and then he crawls into her window, and they have sex. I found that very confusing. I will say, as much as Rory losing her virginity was a shit show on Gilmore Girls, like the amount of time it took, like it made sense. And I do think Georgia presents sex to Ginny in a different way that than Lorelai did to Rory. Um, so, like, I, I, you know, but I do think. I don't know. It was just kind of confusing. It was like, they, he, the, what? I, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Genuinely, it came out of nowhere. And then it's like, they're like flirty. And, and then she's interested in Hunter. And I have to say, look, okay, I am, I hate, I hate Hunter. I hated Hunter. Um, I don't think he was a good, like, boyfriend. He wasn't like a horrible boyfriend. Like, he was sweet and whatever. But I just like, I would rather somebody who's, like, on my side, who listens to me, who pays attention, who, like, cares over somebody who's just nice and, does like, is nice on paper. Because Hunter was not receptive or, like, attentive to, like, what Ginny actually needed. Because she would be, like... She would, like, bring... Like, he was just so dismissive, so invalidating. Um, that whole big blowout fight they have, which is, like, so clowned on when they talk about the Depression Olympics... Um, really bothered me genuinely pissed me off because like Ginny has been having this like conflict with a teacher and um there's an essay contest she really cares about her essay it's more of a slam poem anyways Hunter wins and um and I get that Hunter is probably like happy that he won or whatever but when Ginny's upset like he makes it about himself and would it kind of hurt if, like, you won something and your, like, part, like, your, like, girlfriend was, like, mad that she didn't win? Yeah, but it's, like, she's mad she didn't, like, I, I just, it really bothered me because when he goes, I'm not fully white, so getting can't be fully racist, it's, like, and she's, like, we're not, like, not in the same way I'm not, and I do think while it's unnecessary to compare like anti-blackness is different than other forms of racism and not in the way that it's like better or worse but it's like just because somebody isn't racist to you doesn't mean they're not like anti-black it's a it's a very different it's a different experience and I just think that he was kind of dismissive he's like well I'm Asian so he can't be racist it's like I am sorry I would never say that to somebody um I, I I just I would never even if somebody had never been racist to me, if some, like, another, like, friend of mine um, was, like, I, even if they were Latino, was, like, I feel like this, they're being racist to me, I wouldn't be, like, he's not racist to me. So, like, it's just, and I get that they're teenagers, but just, like, it really pissed me off. And then he goes into this whole thing of, like, you have no idea what it's like to be Taiwanese. It's, like, that that wasn't the point. That wasn't the point. Um, I just, I really, I, I, I don't like him. I don't like him. I find him really annoying, um, first of all. And, um, and like, him and Ginny are just very clearly not compatible because she wanted, like, stuff from him that he wasn't giving her. And I understand if, like, that's not, like, his love language or the way he, like, functions in a relationship. But it clearly just wasn't, like, she wasn't, he wasn't giving her physical touch. I don't know. Marcus was giving her more, like, validation 
Um, and he wasn't even her boyfriend. Like, Hunter was her boyfriend, and she was like, I don't even know if you like me, if you're attracted to me. Then he's like, I wrote a song for you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that was sweet, but clearly Ginny wanted you to, like, kiss her. She wanted to feel attractive, and she didn't, which is why, like, you know, and should she have been talking to Marcus? No, but it's like, I don't even know. It's just like... Anyways, I'm I'm team Marcus. And then when they have the big thing in the hallway during the play, like a big argument, everybody's there, and Hunter, like, punches Marcus, even though he has a concussion. And after Marcus goes, I have a concussion, asshole, he doesn't even apologize, he just walks away. Like, hello, sir. That is like, you can't punch people who have concussions. Um, Hello? Like, uh, anyways, that really bothered me because that's, like, serious. He has a concussion. You could kill him, or actually, I don't know anything about that, but you, it, it's definitely not helpful. It really bothered me. Like, you're just going to punch somebody? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't... I, 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 I didn't like him. I didn't like the whole dynamic. I just think that, specifically with the whole, like, um, why, why are you making waves? Or, like, <sighs> the way he talked about Jenny being upset about the teacher... It, it, like just really rubbed me the wrong way and it was very invalidated and her poem was better than your essay I mean we only heard a little bit of your essay but it ended with and that's where I belong at home with my guitar and my family it's like I'm sorry that is not a, a powerful way to end your thing so that was your conclusion I'm sure the middle was uh, sucky um Jenny's was good um so anyways I kind of hope and then when when Max, I do have to say, I understand why Max was so upset that Ginny was sleeping with her twin brother. I get it. Um, That was, like, so uncomfortable and, like, frustrating to watch and, like, so stressful because, obviously, like, Max is mad that she, like, lied, but, like, yada, yada, yada. Um, Max is really upset. Um, and And I get it. But when they have a fight... Like, Marcus and Max have a fight, and Marcus is like, Ginny is such a good friend for, like, putting up with you being so self-centered and not even realizing, like, everything she's going through. And I think that's another thing that bothers me about the conversation surrounding Ginny as a character, because it's like, I don't know. I And I, like, I get that it's TV, and everybody wants to reduce, like, the characters to, like, good or bad or, like, annoying or, like, tall or, like, a queen, you know? like George is like an icon so it's like Ginny's like just annoying and ungrateful but it's like they're people they're not people but like I'm watching it as if they're people um not real people but like I'm watching them anyways so it's like Ginny like the whole time is like self-harming she clearly doesn't feel beautiful like it must be really hard to grow up in a household where you're the only person of color um like being biracial and you're being raised by your white mom and your dad only comes like you know everyone like you talk to him but he's not like there raising you um and your brother's wife like you know it's it's got to be difficult for Jenny in some way and she clearly doesn't feel beautiful and is constantly comparing herself to Georgia and I imagine that part of that has to do with the fact that that it's hard growing up as a person of color and like seeing all these images of beauty not look like you 
And I imagine it must be really hard if even the people, like your family, like everybody in your family, like looks a different way than you and you don't feel beautiful and you see your mom as like the, the, you know? So it's just like, I don't know. Ginny's going through a lot. I, I feel like people are too hard on Ginny. And did she do some things wrong? Yeah, but it's like the first time she had sex with Marcus, she wasn't really friends with Max. And they became friends later, and then her and Marcus were like, we're not going to tell anybody, so what was she going to do? Like, when was she going to... I don't know. I think when she started to realize she still liked Marcus and there was some kind of tension or something, I feel like... Like, when he started climbing into her her window and they were friends, I feel like she should have at some point been like, I had feelings for Marcus, like, we hooked up, like, it was before you and I were close. Like, she should have told her, sure, but it's like... Again, they're teenagers, and, like, teenagers keep secrets, and, like, she didn't know what to do, and she hadn't even told her mom, and she was, like, lying to everybody about this, like, thing, you know? So it's, like, I don't blame her for keeping it a secret. I do think eventually she should have told her, um, so she wouldn't have to, like, find out the way she did, um, and I understand why she's upset. Like, I do. I do hope that whenever they find Ginny, because she ran away at the end of the last episode, lest we forget... Um, whenever they find Ginny or if Ginny comes back, um, or maybe she's just there and they never address it. They have to, right? Um, anyways, so (laughs) they have to address it. If not, I'm going to be like, didn't Ginny just drive away in a motorcycle, on a motorcycle? (laughs) I hope that Maxine and the rest of them, Mang, as they call themselves, I hope Mang gets back together because I do genuinely like all of them. Another thing I just remembered in the, because I was thinking of of the, like the episode um, when Ginny and Marcus, like, you know, again, because they hook up at the beginning of the season before they, she's really, she knows really anybody. And then, um, and then again, um, after Ginny finds out her dad comes back and then her dad decides to leave because he sees that George is very comfortable with Paul, the mayor. So anyways, it's the whole thing. (laughs) Um, So she, like, sneaks into his window, and they, like, again... Anyways, after they've, like, had sex again, um, they're, like, lying in bed, and Marcus had walked in on Ginny, like, using a lighter to harm herself. And um, and then, like, they fought, and he, like, crashed into a motorcycle, and that's why he has the aforementioned, aforementioned concussion, um, which Hunter disregards when he... <laughs> Um, punches him in the face. So anyways, um, after, like, they're they're lying in bed together, and he, like, the way he talks about it, and uh, it was just so, like, sweet and, like, nice. And as somebody who has struggled with, like, suicidal ideation and self-harm, um, the way he spoke to Jenny and was, like, I've felt before, like, that I would just be, like, inside my head, I'd be like, I, can't you tell that I'm, like, I like I wanted to scream at my friends like can't you see I need help and he was like if you ever need to scream he's like we don't have to talk about it but if you do like feel free to scream that you need help and it was just like I don't know it warms my heart I really like that interaction and it, I feel like beyond just like I think Marcus is cute um or just beyond like Marcus is more like you know you know the bad boy <laughs> type um, whatever, like the sexier option or whatever. Um, beyond that, I feel like he just understood Ginny more. 
like, you know, he's, like, looking at her. He's, like, I really like your face. He's just very constantly, like, I feel like he, the his love language, the way he shows love is very compatible with the way Jenny receives love. And I just think they're more compatible. Um, and I like them. And I hope there's something. Another relationship I want to see in season two, I really want Joe and Georgia to have some kind of tension. I don't know if I want them to get together right away. I like a good slow burn. So I don't know, some kind of tension. Plus she's engaged now. So I, I, I don't know. There has to be some kind of tension. I don't want her to cheat with Joe because I, that's not how I want their relationship to start. I want it to be like friend. I want more Joe, but I don't know if I want them to get together right away. Um, but I don't know if there's going to be a season three. So if there's not, I do. But I, anyways, I'm excited to see more in Joe and Georgia. I want to see more Hunter and Ginny. Um, and another relationship I really liked from season one was Max's with Sophie. And obviously that is not happening anymore um, because they broke up. And I have to say, I didn't remember how their breakup really went down. So I was like, oh, maybe, you know, and I don't think after watching the breakdown, a breakup, I don't think that they're going to get back together, nor do I think they really should. Um, or would I want to see that? I really liked her, like that relationship one, because I love a woman, love women, like women, uh, like, you know, sapphic couple, big fan of that always. Um, but also Sophie is Venezuelan and so is the actress. So I was like, besties. Um, I was like, I love that. I just, I really appreciate when there's a Hispanic person, like there's a Latino character and based on like where the actual character's from it's not just like oh this person's puerto rican when they're like colombian like i appreciate that like she's from venezuela so the character's from venezuela um also i'm from venezuela so love that um but they were cute and i really like i i i find max to be a very funny character i enjoy her a lot um despite moments where i'm like i find her annoying too because you know again i find a lot of them annoying but I really like Max and I liked that relationship. But when they broke up and Sophie was kind of like, this just doesn't feel the way I feel like it should. Like, I, I don't think they're going to rekindle. I would like to see Max in another relationship, though. Um, I really like her with Abby. I know Abby is not like, can like, it's not canon that Gabby, that Abby is like in any way interested. But I don't know. It's just, it's the vibe, you know. I, I don't know. I, I feel something between them. And I want it to happen. So um, I don't know if that will, but I'm excited to see what's going to come in season two. This was kind of word vomit. And if you don't know the show or you don't remember the episodes, none of this meant any to, anything to you. To you. Um, but, you know, that's, how, that's just how we do it at the Emmy Awards. I'm trying to think of anything else I want to say about Jenny and Georgia. Um, oh, well, yeah, I had a funny thing I wanted to say. Um or at least it's funny to me. So at the beginning, like their name, Ginny is named Virginia after where she was born. And then Austin is named Austin after where he was born. And when they're moving to Wellsbury, she's like, you can't have another kid because Massachusetts or Wellsbury, Wellsbury is like, you, that's child abuse. And I was thinking of the places that I had lived and like if I would name a child after any of them. Um, today when I was in traffic, and like in LA traffic, I was like, Imagine a kid named Gambier. <laughs> um, Kenyon is like a name. People name their kid Kenyon, but I don't think I would ever name my kid Kenyon. 
Um, cause I love Kenyon, but I, I don't think that I could be like, hi Kenyon to like a child of mine. I think that would just be triggering. <laughs> like, I don't think I could do that. So that I do not anticipate naming a child of mine Kenyon. Um, Gambier is obviously a stupid name. Um, Caracas and Venezuela, where I was born, those aren't that good of names either. Um, and then I grew up in Potomac, Maryland. Not that interesting. Of it. Not a good name either. Um, then I lived in Ohio. I lived in Evanston. None of these are good names. Now I live in Los Angeles. Like, none of, none of these are good names. So I'm screwed. I wouldn't be able to name my kid anything to do with my, they, where they were born. I mean, unless I move. But anyways, I liked it. It's like a silly show. One complaint I do have, the theme song sucks. Like, there's no theme song. It's just, like, Ginny and Georgia, like, the, the name, and then, like, a like a really... I, I just... I don't like it. It doesn't fit the vibe. It's like, dun-dun. And then, like, the, like, the intro with their names, it just... It doesn't... The music, in my opinion, it doesn't fit the vibe. Um, the fonts are, like, fine, but... I don't know. I think they should get a more, like, interesting intro for season two. I don't know if they... I mean, it's already recorded, so they can't take my feedback. I do want to talk about, very quickly, The White Lotus season two. Um, because I, I want to save more of my thoughts. That Next week is going to be The Sex Lives of College Girls season two. And I will come with more... Because I care about the show a little bit more. And um, this episode was kind of like me trying out this format where I'm talking about TV specifically and not like all my other episodes have been like themes or like, you know. Um, so th- this is kind of the first time I'm doing this. Next time I'll come with like more structured notes. And if I ever talk about Gilmore Girls, like I will have timestamps and like, you know, episode details. This one was just kind of off the cuff. Um, but next week will be The Sex Lives of College Girls season two and then after that I will probably talk about the white lotus final thoughts I love like that they cast Italian people like in Italy and like that sounded so stupid but I I like that there's like like that there are scenes where the characters are just like it's fully in Italian because I feel very like I, I really like that I really like that there are moments where it's just Italian and I have to read the subtitles I feel like it makes me be more present um when I'm watching I'm really bad at like just watching a television show without like playing a game on my phone or like doing something else um but so like those are moments where I really I have to watch because I I don't naturally I don't understand Italian even though I should because I have an Italian passport um I took Italian I I was in an Italian class as a kid and I think I've talked about it on a podcast before but that was not uh, my shining moment, my elementary school Italian class after school. Not not my shining moment, but anyways, um, I really like that. I find the characters really interesting. I love Megan Fahey. Like, I've been a fan, um, and she, she is just killing it. She's killing it. She is the moment. Um, people, I want to die. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Albie is going to die, but I wouldn't mind if he did. No hate to Albie, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really worried that either Lucia or Mia is going to die, and I like both of them, and I don't want them to die. Like, especially because I, I think the killer is probably one of the guests or whatever, and it's like, why are you coming? 
to, or maybe not, but it's like, why are you coming to this hotel and then killing a local? Like, they didn't ask for that, okay? You're just killing them in their home country? How dare you? Um, also, they're, they're girl bosses. Like, I love them. I don't want them to die. Um, but I, I'm worried they are. I, um, in the last episode that I watched, which I believe was episode six, I really loved the dynamic between Valentina and Mia. Um, big fan. I, you know, I, like, I've, I've been, like, I'd known, obviously, that Valentina is, like, a gay um, because she so clearly hates every single man she interacts with. I love that for her, and I love that Mia saw it, and, and, like, she obviously is using it to some extent to, like, get something she wants, which is to play the piano, at the, you know, and to be a singer. Um, but I, I don't know. I really liked the dynamic. Um, I related to Valentina celebrating her birthday alone because she didn't have anybody to celebrate with. I'm a twin, so I'm always celebrating with somebody, but it's normally just me and my sister. Um, so I, I, under, I understood that. However, no pretty Italian girl has ever hit me up at a bar and been like, <laughs> um, which sucks, you know, I should go to Sicily. But anyways, <laughs> I really liked that. I like seeing, um, and, I, and I think it's really interesting too, because I don't know enough about what it's like to be queer in Italy or like really just outside of the United States. I don't know what it's like in Italy. Um, and I, I find it interesting to not only like watch that dynamic of uh, a queer, of, of two queer women or a queer woman and, and a young, which I, I don't know if, um, I, sorry if you can hear my cat, that's Ivy talking. Um, so like it was, it, it's just an interesting dynamic. Um, but I, I, I find the fact that it's with two locals really interesting as well. I really, I just, I love the fact that I watched the white Lotus season one right before, um, or wall season one, wall season two was airing. So season two had already started airing. I was, my sister was tweeting about the White Lotus and I was like, ooh, I should watch this. So I started season one and um, because I didn't realize that it was like different, like I, I didn't understand that it was like a different resort, um, that the second one was in Italy. I thought they were all going to be in the same resort. Um, I figured there would be different characters, but I, I, you know, anyways. So I watched season one just in case I needed to because I thought the resort was going to be the same, so I thought the employees were going to be the same. Um, I like that it's in Italy. Like, I, I like that there are different ones. Um, but I watched season one, and I liked I liked it, um, but I, I do really like the dynamic of having the Italian cast. Um, I, I think it adds a really, really nice element to the entire thing where it's like, we're getting, like, we're seeing this resort and the and the people who are like, obviously like tourists and visitors, but we're also getting like knowledge into like what the general area is like, you know, beyond like the people who work at the, I, I, I really like it. I really like it. Um, and I don't know, Sicily is beautiful. So I'm glad that Megan Fahey's character doesn't die. Um, I really, like, the only people I don't want to die are Lucia and Mia. And I was going to say Valentina, but we know Valentina's not dead because Valentina's like, Rocco, how many guests? I'm really interested to see how many people die because Rocco said a few. 
Um, so how many exactly is that? Um, that was Ivy. She is really mad at me for podcasting. Um, I need to I need to wrap this up. But anyways, I'm really excited to see who else dies. Um, I, I something I have a bad feeling something's gonna happen to Tanya um, because we know now spoiler alert that the rich gays <laughs> um, know her like sketchy husband. So I'm just something bad's gonna happen to Tanya. Like I just know it. Um, which sucks because Jennifer Coolidge has been such a nice, consistent. I hope she doesn't, but I'm worried that she's going to die. Um, and I, I don't trust that guy that Portia's with. Don't like him. Um, not just because he was having sex with his alleged uncle. Obviously, it's not his uncle. But anyways, I just like in general, she's like the world is so annoying. And he's like, what? The world's great. And it's just like, ugh. anyways, don't like him. Um, and Albie, like a lot of people were like, you know, something, there's something wrong about Albie. I don't know. I feel like if I find out that Albie is just like a, actually just a nice guy, I'll be like shocked. Um, I guess that happens sometimes, but it's like, I don't know, in Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, not to bring up another television show because I mentioned like five, but, um, I'm going to wrap up my little White Lotus thing in a second. But anyways, in Pretty Little Liars Original Sin, spoiler alert, um, you find out that Chip, who is like this, you know, best friend, um, like good guy, you know, is like, you know, not, and didn't suspect him. Um, and I should have. <laughs> um, I did eventually, but at the first I was like, no, no, it's not him. Not because he was like a nice guy, because again, I do think sometimes nice guys in t- they, I'm not talking about real life because I, you know, but in TV, a lot of the night, like sometimes the nice guy characters like end up being so misogynistic and bitter because they think they're like owed stuff by women just because they're not like outwardly shitty people. And it's like, no, like nobody like owes you their time because you like were nice to them. Like that's not how that works. Um, specifically women especially if you're being nice to a woman because you want something out of like from her sexual or whatever and then she doesn't and you get mad at her because you're like well I was nice to you it's like no you weren't being nice you had ulterior motives the entire time so like I I'm always I'm wary of nice guy characters in that regard but um I just thought Chip was too like I don't know he didn't seem I underestimated Chip but anyways And Wednesday, I figured out who the murderer was. It's funny because there were two people who I was like, I think it's, it's one of them. It's one. And then it's funny because it ended up there were two and it was both. Um, so that one I did get right. But a lot of the times I am not good, which is why I I feel like something bad's going to happen to Portia, but I, or, um, Tanya, but I I don't really know beyond that what's going to happen. I'm really excited to see. It's like 1230 when I'm recording this right now. Um, and which means the sex lives of college girls, the next two episodes dropped half and a half hour ago. So I'm gonna stop recording, watch those two. And then next week is the finale of that. And, uh, my thoughts on season two of the sex lives of college girls will be out next Friday. Um, I will obviously talk about season one just to give context um and everything but I'm gonna focus mostly on like my thoughts on season two and 
things I, I think it did better, things I think it did worse, because I do have some, some comments and already thoughts compared to the first season. I, I don't have an Emmy Award to give out. I wanted to give one out. I want to give one to the fallout, but that's not... Anyways, it doesn't matter. I can give Emmy Awards to anything because they're not like actual television awards. Anyways, so the Emmy Award for um, most like impactful, meaningful thing I have consumed recently goes to the fallout. Um, I really recommend it. It's on HBO Max if you haven't already. I don't know if I recommend Ginny and Georgia if you're interested. It's like a fun show, but it's not like groundbreaking television. (laughs) Um, And The White Lotus, I do recommend. You guys should check it out. Um, And The Sex Lives of College Girls, I definitely recommend, not just because I'm in love with Renee Rapp. Renee Rapp, if you ever happen upon this podcast, I'm in love with you. Um, Please be my friend. I live in LA. In the Kitchen is my number one most streamed song. Anyways, I like literally, she posted a video of um, her singing in the kitchen and the crowd singing in the kitchen. And I was like screaming, crying, throwing up that I couldn't be in the audience. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, Please make sure to follow me on Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media if you want updates about my life. Um... Yeah, and I'll see you, or you'll hear from me (laughs) again next Friday. Thank you so much for watching the Emmy Awards. I've been your host, Emmy Cardinale. Love you.